2: Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, For today, we're talking NWA Saturday night on TBS from October the 20th of 1990. I'm sitting here with Doc and not Hardbody Hopper, but have no feel, he, fear, he is supposed to be back next week. And before we get rolling, I want to give a special shout-out to our largest page contributors monthly, Disrespectfully Classy, Marky e. Blassie, my children Joe Ice, and a longtime patron, bumped up his pledge recently, so I want to mention him real quick. And that is good old Justin. Thank you very much, sir, for bumping up your pledge. We appreciate it. Um, And Doc, I want to mention one thing because we really got to get rolling this week. But I know you got some flips and dives. So let me make sure I get this in before I forget it. Because I do forget things from time to time, believe it or not. So we got a five-star review, but it's not showing up on our side in America. Weird. But I get an email about our RSS feed from this um, organization. Let's just say that. It's nothing shady or anything, but... It's an email that I get from time to time whenever there's a new five star review. So the one we read last week was on this email, but then there was another one that was on this new email this week. And it said from Captain F and Redneck in Canada. So it's a Canadian five star review. So it's not showing up on when we look at our phones or if you have iTunes on a mobile device of some sort. And it says the title is enjoying the show. And it's a real quick one. I'm enjoying the show, but I'm still in suspense as to what do they do to monkeys in Malaysia? That's an old one. We haven't said that one in a while. So Captain F and Redneck, I love the handle. Thank you very much up in Canada for the five star review. And if you want your five star review read on air, make sure you just submit one and Doc or I or both of us will read it on air. So I want to get that out the way in the opening real quick, Doc, before your flips and dives and I forget.
3: I'm doing great. How are you?
2: I said, how are you?
3: You probably didn't get in it. You just filibustered right through that shit.
2: (laughs) Filibuster is a bad word these days, but I don't.
3: (laughs) It really isn't, man. Any word, if you're too woke, any word can be bad.
2: (laughs) Ah, Okay, we're not gonna go there.
3: well we are the wokest podcast in the industry.
2: I don't know. Some people get mad because we're not social justice warrior enough, and some people get mad because we are social justice. Warriors.
3: You know how I deal with that?
2: Oh, i don't man. give a shit. Well, no, it goes to show you everybody's ready to work themselves into a shoot. Right, we're just right, sitting right. there busting balls, having fun, and and then you get people hey, that they take you serious.
3: Let me rip back this curtain just a tiny little bit. Um, but we're recording this. I literally, literally. No, I know how to use the word literally. Literally, logged off my work computer eight minutes ago after a ten-hour day, and now we're going because we've got some challenging, you know, some schedule challenges with this upcoming spring break, and we got kids. We're going to record this one tonight, and then we're going to record right after this. With the Superstar. Next week episode. So a 10 hour epi- ten hour work day. With about 3 hours of recording after. And oh by the way. We've got some of Jim Hurd's finest. I don't know that I'm going to be in a great mood about this. And then you come on here. And start telling me that. Don't let me even say anything at the beginning And then start telling me about half the people Think <laughs> this and half the people think that Half the people can go fuck themselves How about Boy, that
2: you're, you're salty but proceed
3: Well I got, <laughs> I got a question To ask you mm-hmm. um, What is a work Not what is a work What's a work Name something that's a work What do we say is a work
2: I mean, we joke. Football's work. Everything's work. Likes, likes, work. Everything's
3: work. That's what I was looking for. So I got something, something, and it's a thing. So if it's a thing, it must be a work, bruh. Oh. I don't know if I've ever brought this up before on the show, because again, you'll say, "Oh, the, the 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 army is out there popping on some shit." You said last week, and I'm like, "What'd I say?"
2: I don't know. He don't even remember.
3: <laughs> I'm getting as bad as Harper with that
2: shit. <laughs> you're like i said what did i i don't remember that really
3: i'm just out here trying to have a good time that's all so anyway i mean i really do think the things some of the well a few of the things that i say but i'm not like recording it and i and i don't i haven't listened to our show in probably four years so i i don't know anyway so i don't know if i've talked about this before but here's the thing that's a work and if you have Elementary school children I'm I'm point, You're getting ready to start Nodding your head You might need to get your chiropractor's appointment Scheduled Because you're going to start Nodding your head so vigorously It's going to hurt yourself We just got done with the chocolate bar fundraiser And that's out of the way So I'm not going to talk about that But that's a work too Bruh the elementary school book fair. Bro. We send these kids to school with money unsupervised to buy shit. And I don't, look, I'm a scholar. I like to read. I read, I've got about three books going at any given time. So it ain't that I'm down on the books. <sighs> But not only is it a work, but everybody's against me. In the mornings, you got mom-in-law there. You got Pop Pop's better half that lives with you. She ever, like, help out getting the kids ready for school when they were younger?
2: Uh, Yeah, I mean. Okay. Yeah.
3: So. Mrs. Doc is a teacher She she has to get to work and, and I'm an important businessman So I gotta be logged in So mother-in-law does the drop-off for us And does a lot of the uh, like Breakfast, make sure you brush your teeth Because they're still a little bit smaller And they'll go out with a runny nose and a dirty ass If you let them So, you know She tells my daughter This morning Just go get some money out of your wallet For the For the book
2: fair Your daughter's got a wallet?
3: Whatever Whatever she keeps her little money Now she's the smart one of the family The whole family She's the smartest one already She's six But she doesn't understand the value of money So she takes trente Treinta Dolores To the book fair Without any supervision Mm-hmm. And you know nobody at the book fair is going to be, like, stepping in here. No. Here's the kicker. She came home with $30 worth of stuff, but ain't a book in it. (laughs) There's some journal that's fuzzy and fluffy, and it's a journal... And some other thing. Ain't no reading material to this bullshit. This shit is like student loans, but for, like, the little ones, man. Just ripping little motherfuckers off.
2: (laughs) Gotta seize the means of production.
3: (laughs) Man, I'm telling you, we need to get out in these streets with these torches and pitchforks and take back our lives. I'm telling you. (laughs) These people are trying to work our kids out of the cash our wives are trying to like overschedule us now that the the germs are going away. I got to be careful what I say there. The germs are going away, so now we're going to get overscheduled again cuz they're going to be all excited about their social calendar coming back. We got to we got to seize means of production. We got to seize the outlook calendar. We we got to we got to safeguard ourselves here, Mike. We got to we got to be the kings that we are, you know?
2: Bubba <laughs> it- you ain't here's seen the, here's nothing thing. yet. If you think the book fair is bad, just 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 hold on to your seat.
3: Well, I've also got the I've also got the and there's a lot of you out there listening that will resonate with this one. I got the club soccer uniform practice jersey bullshit purchases to make too. Like we have a uniform for practice. You know what I'm saying?
2: Sure, because it's club, yeah.
3: And I got two of them doing this.
2: Mm, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. So, um, so basically, I might as well just take my check, convert it to cash, throw it in a pile, and set it on fire every week.
2: Wait till that daughter's a teenager, then you're really gonna see that. Between, I guess. between track. And track meets and freaking dance team, drill team. It's like a couple hundred dollar bill every month, man. I just, oh, we like, already
3: got that already at club soccer, bro. It's there already.
2: And, it, and I'm like, and what, happened, they... what
3: happened to that little paddle with the fucking rubber ball on the string that you could just sit there and do that? Let's make that shit a sport.
2: She comes to us every day I need and she better be lucky she's got a mama because bro I went through life with a whole lot of not getting what I needed <laughs> and barely what I wanted <laughs> um, I'm just saying like, I literally told her that I said you better be lucky you got a mom because if you didn't have a mom you'd be running track and tennis shoes and not Track shoes. Oh, and my wife's like, "Oh my God, that's that's so mean! How could you say that? Well, how could I say it? Because 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 I said it. This is not a world class athlete we're talking about here.
3: We got we got uh, cleats, we got turf shoes, we got court shoes, all for soccer.
2: Bro, I can't anymore. I can't. I can't do it. You know what we this.
3: had? Hopefully not our toes sticking out the bot uh, the end or a hole in the bottom. How many pairs of tennis shoes you had in your life that had a hole in the bottom? I know well, mine's uh, more than one.
2: Do the 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 hallmark of when I needed new shoes, listen, need is the keyword, not want, was when the when the shoes started flapping and talking. When they, when the, they were literally the stitches were coming out and the, and the, they were starting to flap. That that's when All you got of, the new you, ones.
3: You know that movie Falling Down? No. Michael Douglas, where he kind of goes on a rampage and like maybe take some hostages and shit because society's got him down.
2: I I'm not like, saying that that's going to happen, <laughs> but
3: let's just say I could see how something like that might.
2: <laughs> oh man! Wait, well, hey,
3: I mean. I just want to talk about one more quick thing, and then we're going to get into this this episode because we do have another episode tonight. With This feels like the old Smoky Mountain days without the Smoky Mountain. Hmm. Um, we're sitting here in March, and there's a big possibility that our favorite team, the L.A. Lakers, may not make the playoffs. How hard does that make your little wee-wee?
2: I mean, whatever. Like you know, I'm passive with the NBA. Stop, I,
3: stop, no selling this. You hate the Lakers, and and you were come on. It, it
2: it's not the Lakers, and I've told you that before. It's that fucking idiot Anthony Davis. It, that that does it more than anything. Let me say but that. But you
3: told me you wanted their plane to crash.
2: I never said that. See, you put Come. words in my mouth.
3: No, nah, no, nah. you said that. You said, I don't give you. If they die, they die. You start pulling out some
2: fucking <laughs> <locker laughs> shit. Okay, now I'm Ivan Drago. Right. If he dies, he dies. No, I didn't say that. Uh, the brow is a freaking soft pillow piece of garbage. That put me over the edge. That You're did. not
3: wrong on that, by the way.
2: Yeah, he's a, <laughs> he's a soft dude
3: i got mad mad for you when he showed up to his last new orleans game in that that's all folks shirt that's disrespectful trash just that is that is real disrespectful now if he had done it to the lakers i'd have been laughing but you know know. y'all's little franchise never hurt nobody and so i just i found that disrespectful
2: you know yeah nba whatever
3: Well, hey, I think it's time for the good times to end. We should probably talk about this episode.
2: (laughs) The time for the good time. Real quick, I mentioned uh, the patronage earlier, but become a patron. We are literally a week and a couple days away from the next pay-per-view special, which is Halloween Havoc 1990. And if you want to listen to that, uh, go to tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Not only can you get Halloween Havoc 90 when it drops in a week or so, uh, week and a half that is but you can also get all of our wcw nwa pay-per-views we've done to date we've done plenty of them along with all of the clash of the champions dating back to 88 so tons hey, of stuff there
3: i've never seen this pay-per-view not one match never seen, seen it i'm watching you it. have
2: you have you've seen, this, you've seen you've seen steiners huh? you've seen the steiners and the nasty boys because we reviewed it but oh, go okay. ahead That one match. Go ahead.
3: Okay. So, But other than that, I haven't seen it. And uh, I'm going to be watching it this week to get ready. Can't wait.
2: Steiner's a nasty boy, steals the show, and not someone to leave it at that. But you can become a patron and listen to Doc and I break it all down. TinyURL.com slash Patreon BTT. One other announcement related to the patronage. If you are still one of the few people, and there are only a few, literally, who are on the old patron service on Podbean, make the move, because starting to Patreon, because starting on May 1st, I will no longer be uploading the patron shows to two places. Uh, it's, it's just a complete waste of time for the one or two people who are still on Podbean, so make sure you go to Patreon at tinyurail.com. You if you're out BTT. there on
3: Podbean, you just got told something real important that everybody needs to hear from time to time.
2: Now this is Podbean Patron service. You know if you still listen to the free play. show. Get your ass you still listen to the, get to the free shut up, show. Shut up, shut up. Let me get this in for people get confused. If you still listen to the free show, you can listen to the free show on Podbean Patron shows. The only place they're gonna be is on Patreon. Tinyurl.com/slash/PatreonBTT. Look, I moved over to Patreon. We moved over to Patreon. Hell, damn near four years ago now. So it's time you know it's time so uh rally on he was one of the last people he made the move and he was like the last holdover but i still saw there's like one download for a show here or there i'm like okay we're moving it no nobody's listening over here now time to go to patreon tinyurl.com slash patreon btt if you're on podbean after may 1 no more uploads to the podbean patron service. Okay, Doc, it is time for us to get into Saturday night on TBS. From October the 20th, we're a week and a uh, week away from the pay-per-view.
3: Well, real quick. And and let me tell you this. This show, as I remember watching it, I'm giving myself the Rolex unless somebody does something to talk me out of it.
2: Okay. Stay tuned for that. So the show opens with a, a Clip of Doom versus Ric Flair and Arn Anderson. And then we head to JR and Cottle who are calling the action. They will send us straight to the ring for the Renegade Warriors versus the Ring Lords. Uh, we are back at center stage and not the Georgia Mountain Center or Cobb County Civic Center. We haven't been in center stage a ton in 1990. I mean, I'm, I mentioned that a lot, but we keep bouncing back and forth between Georgia Mountain and Cobb County. So just a quick mention of that. We then jump to the first match, like I said, because they send us straight to the ring. The Renegade Warriors versus the Ring Lords. JR teases us tomorrow night's show where the Freebirds and a mystery partner will be wrestling the Renegade Warriors and Iron Eagle. So six man action. The Freebirds do join on commentary and won't say who their mystery partner will be. Hayes claims he's a descendant of General Custard or someone else. And then the Freebirds spend a little time at ringside playing around before they decide to leave. Uh doc, any thoughts on this rather uh one-star match or the freebirds commentary?
3: Didn't he say he, he called him Custer Uncle George?
2: Something like that. Yeah. I, yeah.
3: Well, I mean,
2: it's not like we're going to see it. It's on the show tomorrow and I,
3: I It's not like but, I care.
2: I that's my other part. I'm like, "Oh god, I just don't." It's it, like, here's the thing. It's, it's not even that we don't, look. I'll speak for myself. It's not even that I don't care. It's just that I know it doesn't mean anything. It's like they're just, I hate to say this, but it's like modern wrestling sometimes when you just do stuff just to say, or say things just to say they said them or did them. But in the long-term scheme of things, it does nothing for the actual storyline. That's my point about that. That's why I say I don't care because it doesn't do anything for the storyline. Just my two cents, though. Uh, no, you this, like ma- now you got guys like Javorski who'll crank to it. What? No, you got guys like Javorski who'll who'll crank to the mystery, nobody cares you know, what person. he's doing. I agree, he's an idiot. But go ahead. So
3: this was the match that ended the show last week. Let's run
2: it back. <laughs> Let's run it back, brother. <laughs> I didn't even look. I didn't even look to see if it was if it was during the same taping. I mean, that's quite possible. Now well, I like I'm saying being the center I'm
3: because I like having the the board up there for them to stand in front of. They should try doing a lot of interviews in front of it too.
2: I I like center stage, man. Like to me, it's I like the people are into it in center stage more often than they are in the. Buildings. I mean, we made a comment recently about one of those matches, like, I think it was last week, where, like, there's no noise. Like, you can hear pin drop. Like, well, when you, you take this product sound.
3: out there and make people sit through multiple hours of it, it can't go well.
2: That's a fair point, too. So, um, what else you got from this one? Because, obviously, we're going to get a, you know, the Renegade War is going to be the Ring Lords. F-F Z-Z-Z <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. And that may be
3: the theme for a lot of this. Yeah, we need. Like uh, you and I are running out of things to talk about. What's he? About uh, to?
2: Three yards in a cloud of dust lately, man. They, they, they hit the button on the. Let's replay a bunch of stuff. Three weeks out. Like they hit that button on the on these last week, this week, next week next week's even worse because it's, it's, they, they film it as a lead into the pay-per-view. Hmm. They, bro, I see I'm not why, so sure
3: that's a good idea.
2: I see why Missy Hyatt is always like, man, I, when, when Conrad was like, Missy, I'll send you a link so you can listen to her, you know, it's on Patreon. And Missy was like, no thanks. I had enough of that back then. Like, I see why she says that. Why imagine, deal you with this nonsense? Imagine
3: having something that you love that's the secret society of awesome entertainment and carny action. And then this guy comes in and just takes a big fat dump of peanuts in it all over it.
2: You know how like when we got to the end of Dusty's run. Maybe you didn't say this, but I know a lot of people said this like, oh, we're tired of Dusty's booking. Oh, my God, we couldn't take it. No be
3: more. careful what you wish for.
2: Boy, that's where I was going with that. It's like, man, you get tired of seeing Dusty put himself over and it's all about him. And, you know, babyface yelling at the audience in the studio and cursing the studio audience. out. tell you, get your fat ass out of here if you don't like it, you know, all that. But man, be careful what you wish for. Cause all I remember is Jimmy Crockett was a maintenance booker, and then um, what we had George Scott, like, and then we end up with Heard, and now a Booking Committee, and Heard. That oh my, just oh, be careful what you look for. If you I mean, move, what you, what you wish for, if you move, ole. come on. Well, we had a series of commercials, and then we go to the next match: Fabulous Freebirds versus Jim Corbin and Mark White. Uh the free birds and the makeup is ugh. Jim Corbin is from the great Smoky Mountains, we're told. He's got a decent build. The fans are chanting DDT once again, like the you know, like the birds are baby faces. What's on
3: Garvin's face? Jesus. Make
2: that's face paint. That's what I'm saying. It's it's like it's,
3: but it's just a mess of face paint. It doesn't mean anything or do anything. It's just a
2: God damn. But the the only face paint they've worn. In the last few months, that makes sense, and I mean, look, is the cancel nowadays. That's it, and I'm not saying I'm a Stars and Bars uh, guy. My I think point you is, just
3: said that that's your favorite.
2: My point is, it's the only thing that makes sense. The glitter and the in the misused makeup is just really dumb.
3: And, uh, and as much as we have the racism with Rocky, and let's be clear, what this is, this is racist.
2: Oh, clearly.
3: The good golly Miss Molly is also 35 years old or 30 years old. So we're dated and racist. Man, they might as well just have Rocky at this point carry a damn bushel of cotton balls out there and toss them to the kids like the candy man was supposed to do with the candy, except he never has any fucking candy.
2: So I got a question as you say that. What's what was worse? (laughs) <laughs> what would have been worse? Rocky King with the bushel of cotton, which, goddamn, that's horrible. That is <laughs> horrendous. Like, like, you just saying that makes me cringe. Jesus. Or, we've never seen it on video, but we were told it happened, when Colonel Parker led Harlem Heat during their debut in shackles and...
3: The shackles. Jailfield. The shackles is worse. Come
2: on. That's like...
3: That's filthy.
2: Dude. They did that in the mid-90s. God. <laughs> That's horrendous. Well, oh, I say mid-90s. You know what I mean. Early to mid. That's terrible. <sighs> All right. What else you got from the Freebirds and Jim Corbin and Mark White? I'm done. Yeah, he's... Um, I'm going to call what he does with the swiveling of the hips. Dollar, <laughs> Dollar Tree dick dancing. Cause he's no Stanfield, and I know Hayes can wiggle, but bruh, and we popped on Hayes back in the day, world class when he was doing it, but he's no Stan Lane, bruh. Stanfield Lane is—he's the master of the of the of the wiggling and the and the in the dancing for the ladies, giving them for the long. Well, yeah, that's coming to an end. So the Freebirds end up hitting a double DDT and they win. And then Hayes and Garvin are, you know, they're playing up to the crowd before they hit the finish, like their faces, which is funny. And um, then uh, the Freebirds and Little Richard Marley, a.k.a. Rocky King, celebrate after the match. It's it's something. Uh, there's Hayes. There there it is. I was waiting to get to it. He, he, he swivels the hips and get, hits a little moonwalk. And it was good in 1983. But now that you've seen Stanfield, you're like, eh, Stanfield does it better. My only thoughts. Anything else, Doc, before I keep going to the uh, Louisville Slugger segment? We finally get a promo.
3: Yeah, as long if, if, if this isn't Terry Gordy, then I don't care.
2: All right, and so since let's
3: Rick go, isn't carrying the strap anymore, this is my real dark period.
2: We ain't too far away from... Well, I won't spoil it. I was going to say something about Rick. Let's go down to the Freebirds and Jim Cornette the Louisville Slugger segment. We haven't seen this in a while.
0: Well, here we are back on World Championship Wrestling, a special edition of the Louisville Slugger tonight, and my guests, the fabulous Freebirds, the world's greatest rock and roll band, and Little Richard Marley right here. I, you said you'd control him, Michael. He's fine. Just take it easy, Little Richard. He gets excited. Center stage.
1: Been a long time since we rock and roll. Now, I know... Already Sherlock Jim Ross, yeah, yeah.
0: and Lieutenant Bob Caudill, everybody wants to know who's going to be our mystery partner tomorrow night. That's right. Tomorrow night on the main event, it's going to be those three Indians against you guys and a mystery Jesus. partner. Now, i got to know who it is. Is, is it Buddy Roberts? Uh, no. Could be. It, could be. Could what, be. Well, wait a minute. Is, is it Terry Gordy? well uh come on could, jimmy could be could be well, wait, who is going to be your guys mystery partner against the three indians tomorrow night here on the main event no. on tbs well, i'll tell you what i would love
1: to tell you and as a matter of fact we will tell you off oh. the air off the air
0: Why? Yeah. I, I wanted to get a scoop here on the program but it's know, it's a little a slugger surprise we've been planning for a long well, time well if you want to get a
1: scoop you better scoop your cell phone out of here because ain't nobody gonna find nobody. out till tomorrow i'll give you one scoop
0: those Indians, they don't know nothing because their ancestors always drinking too much fire water. <laughs> you mean to tell me they speak with a fork? And- hey, 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 what, wait, 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 wait a minute. wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on.
1: Here we I don't care what it is. We're tired of disgrace disgracing our people. We wear paint because we're warriors, not sissies. Wait a minute. Now, come on. We don't want to get a fight. This is my show. What? Are you a little nervous about something? I mean, are you a little nervous? Hey, we don't have to wait till tomorrow. We'll do battle right now. Come on! Wait a minute, now went- well, you're gonna have to wait, baby. You're gonna have to wait. You're not- hey, let's let, let's get out of here. Let's go to a break. I'm getting out of here.
2: I was trying to look it up on the fly. What what they end up doing on on the main event? But
3: so Firewater, huh?
2: Bruh. D- I mean.
3: I mean, Jimmy Garvin should have some insults ready since he came in and had a whole bunch of them for uh, Wahoo back in '86.
2: Well, and wasn't just G- Jimmy. Um, uh, what's his name was calling him Squahoo. You can't you say that word. Well, I. Okay.
3: That's Bruh. the bad. That's the bad word for them, and you can't you say probably. the I word either.
2: Unless you're Dude, from they- India. They <laughs> um. This is pretty damn right foul, now, man.
3: you got half the people going. He's being really respectful of their cultural lineage, and you got a you got a the other half going. Just say it, goddamn it, come on.
2: <laughs> That's it. You nailed it, man. That's it. I can't. You just nailed it. You just nailed it. That I'm was pretty damn Here's bad.
3: I'm a believer in calling people what they prefer. If like if I meet you and you go. My name is whatever. I'm going to, pro- unless you're just a complete and utter s- just red throbbing cock, I'm going to call you by what you want to be called. That doesn't yeah. seem like too much.
2: No, I'm going to call you what you want to be called. We had to, we've had this discussion many times. Right. No, so, to be
3: all I got to say about that is, Rocky King's got a lot of nerve being that racist after just being the, the subject of a whole lot. I'm, I feel bad for defending him from his his racist attacks that he suffered when he's going to turn around and misbehave like that.
2: Well, you rebooked it a couple weeks ago, and it was ten times better than what's happening now. This Somebody is, this is call bad. my
3: mama.
2: It's so bad, man. It's so bad. I mean, they, he's, like, look, he's I just laying this, it in
3: stiff. I like I like wrestling racism, but it feels like this feels like we ain't got no other ideas. So let's just be racist.
2: It's not. God, it's so hard to explain. Like when you make the statement, look, I'm not, I'm not in support of racism, but wrestling and racism, it works. It's this isn't even racism. It's just like low budget trying too hard. Racism,
3: Low brow stupidity.
2: Yeah, and every Which, time I see Rocky King with the with the move and the way he's moving, and I'm like, what is this, 1930? Yes. And I well, hate when people, like, I got people to go, oh, Mike, you're being too woke. No, I'm being realistic. It was stupid in 1990, and it's dumber now. <sighs> it's like, hey, what the hell are they I, doing? I forgot
3: to ask you earlier. Do we need to send a search party up to the Northwest to do a well check on Byersdorf? no why let's be great got traded today
2: oh yeah yeah man that's
3: that sucks Boy. russ wilson is a stand-up guy i mean i just thought of that we might need the to, only
2: like... go ahead no no I didn't that's need to a rebuild
3: with a coach in his 70s that's rough
2: man i gotta tell
3: you you want to think about drinking fire water if i had to watch drew Locke be my quarterback i'd be knee deep in the fire water
2: Well, I mean, you had Quincy Carter, so, I mean...
3: Uh, Sir, his nickname around here was Yak
2: Tongue. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Okay. Now Um, I got the
3: half that was behind me a minute ago going, I can't believe he just said that. And then the other half that was mad at me a second ago goes, you tell him, Doc.
2: (laughs) This is funny. (laughs) You're you're literally quoting both sides of it. (laughs) Yeah, uh, this is this is good. It, it, I got to give you credit, man. You're you're booking some solid material tonight. that's cause gotta gotta do something be Because
3: you told me a while back, you're yeah, like, we're getting ready to go through some really bad periods. You can't you can't drag down the show by being mad about it. So I'm dragging the show up by being about it. And what's this bullshit? All of a sudden, we're back in center stage, and we got the board behind us and segments. And this shit's back. It's like we we went back a year in time to the segments that we used to have out of nowhere
2: and we didn't talk about it a second ago but corny is is in center stage but he's doesn't he's not in front of the world championship wrestling logo which dumb just missing a prime and branding a opportunity right here. this two, is really dumb
3: two legends just being stupid with each other
2: yeah so let me clarify because doc and i were talking about a bunch of things so Gordon Soley is now at the Wrestling News Network. They throw to a replay of the Nasty Boy Steiner's contract that we've seen now for the third time. <laughs> then the Nasty Boys, followed by the Steiner's, cut a couple of promos on each other. I mean, it's nothing. It's not bad. It's just super duper quick. And again, they're just three yards in a cloud of dust trying to get us to the pay-per-view, which I, I don't like. But it is what it is. It's not bad. Let me again repeat that. Then Gordon throws to a replay of Stan Hansen attacking Lex Luger from Clash 12, where, again, we reviewed that at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Hansen tried to murder Luger. And then Gordon is looking for Luger to cut a promo. And if you were watching on the video version with just now with us just now, Paul Lee says something and comes in and. Paulie must have gave Luger the wrong location and studio, so Paulie takes the time to promote himself and Stan Hansen's victory party after Halloween Havoc, and him and Gordon are doing like this Dollar Tree Sunday Saturday Night live skit. I, I, I don't. I was like, what the hell are they doing?
3: Why do we bro, need I, comedy for Gordon Sully?
2: But please let me play this. Jesus Christ! It's so stupid. Believe me, we're gonna blow through a lot of stuff, so here. Package do appear and we
0: No. Oh. Pardon me, we we don't have Lex Luger for some reason. I
1: Oh, you mean somebody sent Lex Luger to the wrong studio? They told me to send a message over telling him to be in studio, but I didn't know he's supposed to be in studio, eh? Gordon, I'm so sorry. You mean they sent him to the wrong Oh man, um so you want to do this segment over again? I'll go find him if you want me oh, to. Well,
0: unfortunately, we can't do that right now, but I, I I do I suspicion in my own mind that you've had something to do with no! messing
1: with. The- never mess up your segment, Gordon. You know, you are my favorite journalist in professional wrestling, but I tell you what, since I'm out here right now, and I'm on TV, I'd like to invite you and everybody else out there, one week from tonight at Halloween Havoc, live on pay-per-view, I'd like to invite everybody to the big victory celebration I'm throwing for Stan Hansen after he defeats Lex Luger for the United States Heavyweight Championship. And guess what, Gordon? We're going to have a real nice Western theme, and everybody that comes into the nightclub gets a cowboy hat.
0: Well, I... And by
1: the way, if you'd like, I'll go find Lex Luger for you right now before your segment's over so you can interview him. Oh, Luger!
0: Yeah. Thanks a whole bunch. Well, as I said, this was a Wrestling News Network special edition. I had no idea how special it was going to be. But payback time. Next Saturday night, Halloween Havoc.
2: Dude. I Gordon, think the stupid- Gordon
3: just told you without telling you that there ain't enough gin in this world for him to drink that made that shit worth his time.
2: Bro, what, what was that? <laughs> like, do you know what that felt like? It's easy for us to say this now. A rib. It felt like no, not even a rib. It 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 goes along with everything we've been talking about with this show. And that is or, or the last two now last week and this week. They're just running out the clock to get to the end of October. Because that was nothing. Nothing. You got two hours to fill. Well, we'll just roll Gordon out there. He'll cut through a couple of replays and Stan Hansen and Luger at the Clash. Which I guess is fine. I don't know. I mean, that's not the worst thing. But then, on top of the replays that you've seen before, we're also going to add in Paul Lee and Gordon now for a minute and a half.
3: I feel to, like Stan Hansen's been here for six months and hadn't done a damn thing.
2: Well, I mean, sit tight because he's he's done something. But I understand why you say that. Yeah, my thoughts as well. So they that ends and the stupidity of it ends. And like you said Gordon must be thinking, goddamn, they don't. I, I can't do a Gordon voice. They don't make enough beef eater. For me to put up with this shit, herd. Um, <laughs> I should, you know what
3: he's really thinking. What's that? I should have saved my money.
2: <laughs> After a series of commercials, we go to Terry Taylor versus Dutch. Old Dutch Mantel is here. Uh I mean he's been here obviously for a while now, but we get him on TV again. And Doc, I'll throw to you. Um, We are okay. So we
3: are thirty-three minutes into this episode, and at this point, the way this thing's going, I'm thinking this has to be like the high point of the episode. Because, I mean, again, I, I, everybody says Terry Taylor's a stooge. I've never met the man. Had to deal with the man. He's never positively or negatively impacted my life, so I don't care. He's a he's an above average pro wrestler. I think he's got a good look for the ladies, probably. And then there's Dutch, Um, which we love Dutch, but God almighty, furry bastard. Um, (laughs) You know, here's the thing we call this thing down the middle all the time. We give Dutch a pass. That hair is bad at his. That's not a good look. If one of these jobbers came out looking like that, Keith Steinborn style, he would get a promo
2: cut on him. Mm. Hmm. I mean, that's not fair though, because you're talking about comparing Dutch to in uh, a person who's not an established talent. Okay. So I I I don't I don't know if I go. Well, there. how about
3: this? This was a good wrestling match.
2: Oh yeah. And, I mean,
3: and on this yeah. episode. That is saying a shit pile.
2: Oh, and they gave, him, they gave him time, too. That's the other side of it. Like, you know, they had a few minutes to work with.
3: Yeah. The other thing I'll say about this is when you get to the finish, I like the fact that because Dutch ain't Boo Boo the Fool, Terry Taylor didn't get to just hit his finish on him. he He didn't get to use his finisher.
2: Yeah, so... They, they head to the finish. Taylor cuts off a sleeper hole from Dutch. Dutch suplexes Taylor and goes for a knee drop, but Taylor moves. Taylor then um, seems to sideswipe a knee as he's coming off the ropes, and he kind of – it was weird. I don't know how to describe it. He just kind of sideswipes him and rolls up Dutch for the pin when Dutch tries to give him the knee. It's hard to describe the finish if you're not watching the video version on Patreon, tinyurl.com. Slash Who's not watching
3: the video version?
2: Non patrons, see, look how he Dutch goes for a knee. Taylor kind of just basically rolls over it and then rolls up Dutch. And you're right, Dutch is not booboo to fool, so it looks, you know, he doesn't have to hit his finisher. Like that's how a face should win. It shouldn't always be predict, you know, predictable where they just exactly.
3: do their finisher.
2: Exactly. So yeah, a good little match. I mean, it's Dutch. I kind of disagree with you on Dutch saying, you know, if one of these enhancement talents rolled out looking like Dutch, we'd make fun of him. I agree, but we make fun of Dutch all the time with his hair.
3: Okay. I mean,
2: do we not? Okay. One of your seminal comments from Smoky Mountain Wrestling in the beginning one time, they were picking names out of a hat for the Smoky Mountain Wrestling TV title matches match for the day. And your comment was, man, what do you think Dutch's hat smells like? I don't know. I don't want to find out.
3: I can tell you right now that not only do I not remember doing that Smoky Mountain show, I barely remember what happened in Smoky Mountain.
2: <laughs> it's been so long now, man. Uh, it has been a while.
3: Man, I get I get so, like, you listen to these podcasts and all these people who think they're wrestling historians and like, in 1953 or 1937, Jim Londo, or Man, I'm like, listen. I'm trying to get this two hours watched for this episode. And have some fun. That's all I'm going to remember right now. Well, that's just great. We broke Skype. How about that, Mike? We yeah. were we were on such a roll that we just crashed the whole
2: motherfucker. This is not the night for this either.
3: Have <laughs> fun editing that crap together. I just cut a promo of excellent quality and we have no idea. If it, it and there's no way I'll remember it.
2: Of course, so you don't remember enough. If
3: it's there, it's there. If it's not, it's not. Uh, well, there's Moon Dog though.
2: Uh, whatever we were talking about, we were talking about uh, anyway. Dutch lost. Terry Taylor won. Uh, Gordon Soly. Well, we went past that. He he talks about Halloween Havoc, bunch of commercials, and then we go to Moondog Rex versus Rick Ford. The best part of this match was J.R. and Bob Cottle discussing Moondog Rex versus JYD at the pay-per-view. And JR makes a joke about maybe the winner gets a case of Alpo. Boy, this is where we're going these days. We got JR talking about Moondog Rex versus the Junkyard Dog and the winner potentially getting a case of ALPO. Jesus Christ. I actually have a timestamp.
3: Can you go to forty six fifty four?
2: All right, let's see. Um this is hard to do on this now for whatever reason. Okay,
3: leave it right there and see if this knee looks stiff.
2: Okay. This needed
3: head he's about to drop right after this neck breaker. Neck breaker looked all right though. This one.
2: Yeah, it was all right. No. He's fine. Nah, no, that's nothing. Okay. He's he's taking it on the left knee and he's it's working. He's a worker though. Knows what he's doing.
3: He looks like the kind of guy that got out of prison, is your cousin that got out of prison is gonna ask you for a little seed money to get back on his feet.
2: Yeah, right. <laughs> all right. And you don't want to
3: give it to him, but you're a little bit afraid. I mean, yeah. he just did get out of prison at all.
2: Something like that. Moondog Rex hits his um, finishing move, which is basically the Samoan drop, and he wins. From there, we go to Ricky Morton. No need to play it. Morton says he's going to be wrestling with Tommy Rich, and this is key, because Robert Gibson had a benefit for the deaf. Which is kind of realistic, but we know Gibson had a hurt knee. Now we did, so, and we've seen that the last couple weeks because we were talking about it. Really talked about it a lot last week how he was favoring his knee. So that's something to keep in mind. But I mention it. I mention what Ricky Morton says because 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 we have no continuity. I can't get it out. We have no continuity in this promotion. Cotto and Jr. mentioned something else and why Gibson won't be there. So we had Ricky Morton say he's not going to be there because he's at a charitable benefit, but but we get something else later. So I just wanted to mention that. Know what I'm saying, Doc?
3: Got me, man.
2: <laughs> so after Morton cuts his promo, we go to Allen Iron Eagle versus Greg Sawyer. The Renegade and Warriors come out to watch Iron Eagle's back to make sure no one you know jumps him or does anything to him. Uh, He wins rather quickly, I mean it was like two and a half minutes, Iron Eagle wins when he hits Sawyer with a chop. And then we go to a series of commercials, and when we come back from commercial, we then go to the Nasty Boys versus Ricky Morton and Tommy Rich, because they're going to be tagging at the pay-per-view. Now here's where the continuity breaks down. We heard Morton talk about Gibson was doing a benefit for the deaf, well JR mentions here that Gibson is actually injured which again conflicts with Morton said with what he said. Now it just, you know, I know Morton's promo was a pre-take and I'm sure that's what he was told to say. I'm not blaming Ricky Morton here. I'm blaming management because I know J.R. is just following orders as well. And he's just mentioning what he's told to say. Oh yeah. Gibson's hurt, you know, and just tell that story, J.R. There's just no continuity. And um, I blame Jim Hurd. I I don't know who else to blame, so I'm going to blame Hurd. Maybe you can blame Oli, too, but I'm blaming Hurd. What do you think, Doc?
3: I don't care. This was a good match, though. I mean, no matter what your personal issues and gr- grievances are, these are four solid professional wrestlers who can get it on. Although I did wonder at one point, would it have been better? Like if somebody just rolled out a line of, of – Dusty white powder in the middle of the ring. Would this have turned from a tag team match to a four way dance where everybody's for themselves trying to get to that line?
2: Come on, Doc. Seriously. (sighs) All right. You got to go there, huh? All right. So they gave him a lot of time. I like this. How
3: many beers could these four crush in one setting? together oh my
2: god i don't know about morton but rich in the nasties yeah oh god (laughs) i mean i've seen rich put down pitcher after pitcher and then go work a match like it's nothing
3: hey that finish made sense by the way i liked it
2: yeah so ricky morton's in there rocking and rolling and he's got the nasty boys on the run but morton Had what was it? Knobs rolled up and sags hits him with the clothesline as the ref's back is turned. I complain a lot about the ref's back being turned on these shows because to me, the ref's back is turned way too often. But that it looked all right here, it wasn't like inconceivable, so it was good stuff. And um, this is the right thing to do. I mean, I know Morton and Rich are going to be tagging at the pay-per-view, but you know, here they are. You know, they haven't been a tag team, I mean, they're 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 basically a new team. And you got the Nasties versus the Steiners at the pay-per-view. They've been together for some time. This is the right thing. And they didn't win really clean. That's the other part. So it works, in my opinion. Okay, Doc, we keep moving. And I got a look, man. I don't want to be Mr. Complainer here, but we got the same shit. This here, I did a double take and I checked it. The graphic we are seeing right now on the video version. This top 10 singles and the one we're going to see for the tag teams are the same ones we've seen now for three weeks in a row. Same one. I
3: just, just, you can hear her just them up there. Nobody's going to fucking know the
2: difference. And Fuck. what made me pay attention was especially being the singles, because with the singles, like, I was like, all right, last week they said Moondog had made the top 10. So I was like, all right, let's see if they got it fixed this week. Nah, same top 10 from...
3: <laughs> no, nah, that would have required somebody to know how to edit this graphic.
2: Fair enough. So we're just reviewing the same top 10 over and over, bro. And for for anyone out there who says, well, what's it matter? You know, oh well...
3: Dude, even as a small kid, I would have picked up on that.
2: That's my point. I, I
3: because I look from month to month into PWIs to see how they change. Month to month, week to week. You ain't getting away from me.
2: That's right. That's to, what I'm saying.
3: I'm on to your ass. It, it even like and I'm I'm driving by the time this episode comes out. I'm saying when I was like nine or ten, you wouldn't have floated that past me. Yeah. It's just so... That may mean that I'm smarter than the forty-five-year-old, or I'm smarter than her thinks that the adults watching the show are. But come on,
2: here's the problem, Doc. Is what it boils down to. When you do that and re-show the same graphic, it would be like the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball for three weeks in a row, showing the standings for the for from two and three weeks ago. Same standings. It's like. Wait, hold up here. People are losing. People are winning. What the piss do you mean? You know, the Cowboys are still one and six. They should be one and nine right now.
3: I don't like that example one bit.
2: But you know, right. I know you don't. Are you being
3: dyslexic again? Did you mean nine and one?
2: Not quite. We go now to the wrestling wrap up with Gordon Soley. And, um,. He throws to a match from Greensboro with Doom versus Flair and Arn that ends in a double countout. And then that is followed by a promo from Teddy Long, which is then followed by a promo from Arn Anderson. And I do want to play, especially Arn's, I'll play Teddy's too, uh, because it's not very long. But uh, I thought Arn, given just a very, very short, like, promo time, it was still pretty good. As good as it can be for what he was given. Let's go now to Teddy Long first, though.
1: Sitting down, talking to Godmama Oprah Winfrey, she said to me, she said, Godfather Teddy Long, October 27, Halloween Havoc, the world titles go on the line. It's the horsemen, Ric Flair and Arn Anderson, want a chance at the gold. Well, the Rock and Roll Express couldn't take them, the Steiners couldn't take them, and anybody else that we stepped in the ring couldn't take the world titles from the Soul Brothers doom. And I'm going to make sure that you, Ric Flair, and you, Arn Anderson, don't take the gold away, because the Soul Brothers are going to walk out victoriously, Halloween Havoc. The other day, my little boy crawled up in my lap, and he said, Daddy, you're going to take me trick-or-treating on the 27th? I said, son, that's not Halloween. That's Halloween Havoc. The reason we live in this big house, got that big screen, got those two Mercedes Benz out in the lot, go to show biz anytime you want, spend what you want. Your mama owns Louis Vuitton. The reason all those things happen, son, is because I've always been a champion. I demanded it out of myself at Halloween Havoc. We get another shot. And we're going to make the best. Time. It's going to be called the Night of King, Halloween Havoc pushed aside when we walk the aisle. It's going to be royalty stepping forth to take the world titles. Halloween Havoc, go ahead. do. you're the world champions now. But when we get through with you at Halloween Havoc, we'll be the world champions. And you'll be saying what's causing all that.
2: Uh, I mean, look, it's not Studio Flair and Arn, but it, Arn it was, was
3: great and, and Flair wasn't bad. I just don't understand why is it the Night of Kings? What does that uh, mean?
2: I have no idea. None. I neglected to say, too, that the before they threw to the promos with Teddy and Arn and Flair, it was a double count-out between Doom and Flair and Arn. So, I mean, that's a nice little lead-in. And no, I, can't wait I liked to... it.
3: That made me want to see that match.
2: Yeah, it's, and it's here's the... A...
3: the only thing they're going to do tonight that makes me want to maybe see this pay-per-view.
2: That's eh, not true, but I won't agree with that.
3: It's 100% true, and you know it.
2: Okay. Flair and Arn and Doom at the pay-per-view is something. It's, it's good. But, you know, tinyurl.com slash patreon btt, and you can listen to us review it there. After that, again, another replay, Sid and Sting contract signing, followed by a promo from Sting, followed by a promo from Sid. Sting says, Sid's attack was typical horseman style, behind the back nonsense as usual. And then Sid screams and yells at Sting that he's going to show Sting why Sid rules. And then Paulie runs in and interrupts Gordon, basically telling him to shut up and close the segment. And then Paulie runs off. So we got more Saturday Night Live uh, Dollar Tree version at the end of this between Paul E and Gordon. It's it's a bag of what the hell are we doing?
3: What Doc? are we doing?
2: Well, okay, let's separate it. Sid and Sting. I know you hate Sting. Any thoughts on their promo?
3: These two guys neither one of them is at a point in their career. I would say never get to a point in their career. Where those two should be talking with each other to try to draw money for a pay per view. Oh God! Sorry.
2: Well, it would have helped if have had JJ doing the talking. I know JJ's right. not here. You know, I'm not saying that. I'm saying JJ. Isn't it funny how JJ was a was the, a talker and a hell of a
3: more you know, underrated compliment. as the as each year passes.
2: Well, no, I don't think he's underrated. Like, my point was, you had Arn, Flair, Tully, Oli. All of them could talk. They didn't, like, need J.J. to talk for him. But when he did, it was tremendous. God, well, we don't have that, that problem
3: anymore.
2: Yeah, there was five guys. I mean, the horsemen are four guys with J.J., and it's five guys, and all of them cut phenomenal promos. And now we don't even give the guys promo time.
3: And wonder why we can't draw any money.
2: Oh, God. All right. Well, hey, we go to the next match. And it is the Midnight Express versus Tommy Angel and Brett Holiday. So if you remember the old commercial with the woman saying, I've fallen and can't get up. Corny says in his intro of his team these are the men that knocked her down. That's kind of corny, but whatever. Uh, the midnight, they're getting closer and closer to the end. It makes me sad, and I was hoping to catch some Stan Lane wiggling before they wrap up and finish this match, but unless I miss something, I think Stan Lane's lost his smile because I don't remember him wiggling in this thing unless I just missed it. The- this
3: took too long but it's making me sad and I need you to go to one hour 32 minutes 20 seconds and I need audio and tell me what you see and hear at the same time
2: alright so I'm at 132.16 I'm going to hit play okay let's see what let's see what happens here
3: Bobby
0: and beautiful Bobby now Watch will fly out. and nobody does any better it's Lane working the referee's count there he's got a full Nelson on holiday and the top rope to the knee, right to the back of the head on Brett Holiday. What a devastating move! Holliday is out
2: of it. He's he's limp, Bob. What is okay, he even I trying didn't to see do? a
3: full Nelson at any point.
2: No, Stan. <laughs> Stan kind of had him like in a Boston crab, basically. And
3: he called him it a full Nelson.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, everybody makes mistakes. I mean, look at you. You're perfect, and you make mistakes, right? What? (laughs) Yeah. I didn't say I'm
3: perfect. I just don't make mistakes. Now, but that's like saying, you know, they ran the ball up the middle for three yards and they, you know, the ball comes flying from the the pocket. Come on, JR. Let's get it together.
2: I wasn't that mad about it. Whatever.
3: I just noticed it. You got to talk about something, right?
2: I'm trying to, I agree. What I wanted to talk about was, I don't know if something happened to this guy at the end because Bobby's trying to pick him up off the ground, this Holiday fella, Brett Holiday, who got pinned and who Stan had in the Boston Crab while Bobby dropped the the knee from the top. And the guy won't get up. And I'm like, is he knocked out for real? I don't think so, but it seems odd. Like, look at Bobby. He's trying to pick him up, and he tries a few times, and the guy's like just... dead weight like a fish, and Bobby just said, "Oh, screw it. Let me just put my foot on him," and that's it. It like I thought something was wrong with him. I was like, "Did something happen to this dude?" That was my thought. That the literally that's what I thought of as why I watched this. I'm like, "Man, eh, yeah, something's wrong." Whatever. Midnight win. At least they won. At least they won. <laughs> but they're not long for the promotion, unfortunately. Any other thoughts, it- Doc? Before we go to the next match. No. Take that as a no. So the next match is the Juicer with the kids known as the Juice Patrol versus JD Wolf.
3: Now, hold on. Go back a little bit.
2: I think I know what you want me to go back to. So hold on. Is this it?
3: You never told me you were on TV as a kid.
2: I was going to say here we have a young hard body hopper flexing with the Juicer and the Juice Patrol.
3: There's no way.
2: Okay. This poor kid's like, man, get me out of here.
3: (laughs) Silly string. That was my other note.
2: Oh, from the juicer? Yes. Yeah, it's dumb. What else can we say? Uh, Juicer wins. He hits the press off the uh, top rope. And that's it. There's a silly string that you were talking about. He even shoots it at the ref. That doesn't sound right. Shoots it at the ref. Okay. Shoots a string on the ref. Shoots a string on the ref. He lets the... uh, the powder come out of the hair it's just bad this is just bad but doc there's something that comes after this that's even worse shall we discuss it briefly
3: my note for this was get the fuck out of here but go ahead well
2: the juicer wins and i could not be less entertained and let me just hit play
3: Hey, look at this, look at this, we got
0: the juicer right here in Norwood's Corner, on, right here on TBS, me and the juicer are happy, we're getting excited, we're on Way up to Chicago for a pay-per-view, Juicer. Halloween havoc. Me and Norman are <laughs> going. You know and you what? what, Norman? Uh. I'm still gonna paint your face. All right. right, we're gonna paint my face. Maybe put on a Halloween costume. Head up there. We're gonna, we're gonna hitchhike. We don't got. Habit. We got a hitchhike up there. We're gonna have a bunch of fun. I'll tell you, all you little kids out there, if you're not as lucky as me and the Juicer to be there, tell your parents to get the pay-per-view and have them come right into your
1: home. Halloween havoc so on pay-per-view. Time. Oh yeah! Hey! <laughs>
2: Ladies and gentlemen, the follow Okay, Bon um, Eric thing, or don't do that to yourself.
3: Why does a guy, a character named Trucker Norm, need to hitchhike to a pay-per-view?
2: <laughs> Bro, I don't know, man. This is...
3: Again... I would have connected those dots at 10.
2: I don't know if you said this on air. You've told me this off air a couple times. You say your biggest problem, and I'm going to mention this next week when Harper joins us too. You said your biggest problem during this era is they are killing what you love. They are
3: just, I mean, they're not only beating a dead horse, they're now down on the ground sodomizing it. It's And now some piece of trash that listens to this show is going to make some meme of somebody sodomizing a dead horse in the Facebook group. And just know bro. that bro. if you're doing that, I say that you're a piece of trash with all due respect and love.
2: Uh, man, there's problems in the Facebook group. Evidently, there's been too much like... Bray, you can't post anything on Facebook without it getting tagged as it can be a harmless meme and it gets tagged as misinformation. Anyway, the Facebook group has been tagged as of a week ago with uh limiting reach. So it's not like popping up like even people who are in the group it doesn't pop up on the news feed like when, you know, people post things. So you're saying they got
3: sucked.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I sent like all the 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 mods to help out with it cuz I'm not on it that much. Uh but who, you know, approve things and and basically manage it. And, um, dude, I was wondering, like, I noticed something I was on there the past weekend. I go, man, it's like a bunch of posts. Like they don't even get likes or any comments. I'm like, that's odd. And then I saw the, there's something called group quality <laughs> and the group quality is currently labeled as restricted <laughs> by, by the Zuck. And I'm not going to say anything else, but, um, if you're in there and you're posting things and you, you're not seeing any comments or likes on it, you're like, wait, uh, this is actually nothing crazy it you know it's something that normally we get likes and comments that's why it's not popping up in people's news feeds it's been restricted and uh, i don't know what else to say other than you know talk about jyd and talk about bruno because there's really nothing else you can really do yeah group quality is gone it's, it's, it's 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 very ridiculous bro it really is that's
3: why we can't have nice things
2: yeah it's okay. Like I'll give you an example, and I noticed this actually like over a year ago as Paul Lee and Missy Hyatt plugged. God Almighty, she's she's all the way live here, dude.
3: She is a superstar.
2: Yeah, she's all the way live Jeez. here. Can't wait for their feud. That's like early '91, maybe. I don't know if they do it in '90. Can't remember. I remember watching it years ago, but. With, with Facebook, man, yeah. I don't know what else to say, dude. If you're in there and...
3: Maybe it, we should get on TikTok.
2: So there... Anytime... No. Anytime you... If you <laughs> post something that's like a meme, and it's going to sound worse than what it is, because I've seen memes that are not even jizz-related. It's literally a toaster strudel with the icing on it, and it'll have some stupid comment like it's, you know, some dude just glazed some broad on a pol- on a porno. Zuck will tag that as like inappropriate posting it's the damnedest thing and I'm like dude it's a toaster strudel with somebody telling a bad joke behind it
3: seems like it's almost cleaned up enough over there for me to uh, maybe join Facebook what do you think
2: no you wouldn't make it two days Okay, but Missy's looking all the way live no it wasn't We go to the next match, a little bit of main event action here on the show. The Southern Boys, boy, that's some talent, against Mark Kyle and a gentleman by the name of Ralph Hodges. So we got three Smoky Mountain Wrestling alumni here with Armstrong, Smothers, and uh, Mark Kyle. And, you know, I like three of the guys in this match, so I watched it, but it's relatively, it's not short, but I don't know, Doc, what did you have from it?
3: At this point, I was so put out, I fast-forwarded it.
2: Oh, no, you didn't. I did. <sighs> but you're not giving the docaholics what they want when you do that.
3: What do you mean? I'm giving the the my main docaholic, which is me, exactly what I need, which was to be free of watching this episode. <laughs>
2: Is bad. It is not good. Like I don't I'm I come into these shows lately with all intention of trying to be positive and I try to keep it upbeat. But Doc is right. They are just taking a piss on something we fell in love with as kids. And it is criminal that it's allowed to happen the way it's happening. I used to think people got too worked up over Jim Hurd and things like that. Now I think they, don't, they didn't get worked up enough. Oh, boy. Well, <laughs> Hodges um, takes a backdrop, and he can't get up, and he looks like he was sucking wind real bad near the finish of this thing. Um, I think he was blown up, dude. <laughs> but that's just my opinion. Here it is. He comes out of the uh, – gets, gets hit with an elbow, and then another clothesline, and then here's the – Tracy picks him up, and I swear he just looks like dead weight. But, yeah, they hit them with the missile drop kick. Southern boys are going to win this thing. And um, before we leave the episode, though, we get a promo from – or Cottle and JR are going to close out the show. So I kind of wanted to go to them first. But, Doc, I'll ask you, anything else from the Southern boys getting a win here? Nope. Um, The right guys – the right guy took the pin at that. So let's That's go now to J.R. and Bob Cottle, who uh, closed this thing out.
0: Bob, a great victory for the Southern Boys. Their big award here next week. We'll, we look forward to that. I think they're well-deserving of any award that they may receive. Well, uh, Jim, I think you're 100% right. And also, we don't want the fans to begin next week. We're going to get a look in action wait, of El What please, is wait, this? Wait. Did I understand you to say the Southern Boys are going to get some kind of award next week? That's right, morning right here. What kind of bogus award would they give a couple of rednecks like that? What is it? The Jed Clampett Memorial Award? Maybe the Red Man Chewing Tobacco Hall of Fame trophy? Look, it's, if they would give an award to these two guys, it's got to be some kind of joke. Hey, maybe, maybe next week, if you're real good, they'll make you the field and stream nude centerfolds. Jim, I, don't know, I don't know what this blowhard is saying right here, but the Wild Out Southern boys, we would be very proud to accept the award from the wrestling wrap-up and especially all these great people out here. All right, guys. He ought to be proud to have a job except pumping gas at some gas station. I think it's funny. I'm going to be here next week. It's going to be better than two episodes of Hee Haw Back to Back. i got to see these guys get an award. Mr. Ross... We don't need any comments from the peanut gallery. There you just go. Steve and myself, we'll be here next week because we can't wait to accept that award because that'll be the biggest moment of our career. Thank okay, guys. Much. Thank you very much. We'll see you back here next Saturday. And fans, don't forget, next Saturday, the first wrestling appearance of El Gigante And who is the mystery partner for the Freebirds? We'll find out tomorrow night at 6.
2: So, I don't know. Corny and Southern Boys are doing some decent work there at the end. It's just too bad. You never really see a payoff of it because, you know, Corny's got a foot out the door.
3: Yeah, I know. I thought Corny was great there, though, coming in to try to do something.
2: That Field and Stream comment, it was good. Like, you can't get Mm -hmm. any better than that with what's going on there. Red man chewing tobacco award. (laughs) Southern (laughs) boys. So that's how they go off air. Before we rate it and hand out the Rolex to no one this week, I want to remind you, please become a patron, tinyurl.com slash Patreon Again, Halloween Havoc is coming up, and the only place you can get Doc and I's review of it is on our Patreon feed at tinyurl.com slash Patreon And I'm looking forward to it because it's a pay-per-view, and the pay-per-views, Doc and I have a lot of fun. And we call it down the middle, and it's really, it's the same as kind of what we do here, but man, we put our working boots on Really, really good, in my opinion, and uh, we, we have fun talking about those pay-per-views. We, we slice it up when it needs to be sliced, and we, and we praise it when it needs to be praised. But you can only get that at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Get the Halloween Havoc pay-per-view that's coming up, along with 300-plus other Patreon-exclusive shows including the video versions of the shows that we do here. And then lastly, make sure you are using the BTT Amazon Associates link at tinyurl.com slash bttamazon, a great way to support this show. Without spending anything extra, if you're already shopping on Amazon, you can help the show out, and the show gets a little bit of support in return when you use the Amazon Associates link for BTT. Again, that's tinyurl.com slash bttamazon. Doc, I'm going to throw it at you to see if you're really going to do what you said you're going to do. Are you really not going to give that Rolex to anyone?
3: No, I I feel like somebody uh, snatched him a watch.
2: Well, in fairness, um, or not in fairness, but because he's almost out the door, I'm going to give mine to Corny.
3: Well, I think it is a testament to the fact that you always finish the race. You always make it to the end because Corny came out there in the last two or three minutes and grabbed himself a Rolex. There Actually, it sounds like he grabbed two.
2: Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and then uh, we need to rate it. I already know, but I'm going to throw it to you. What are you, what are you giving this Okay. Show?
3: They did dumb shit. They did conflicting shit. But they didn't just like slap me upside the face doing it. It was bad, but it wasn't criminally bad.
2: Okay.
3: But... These sorry sacks of shit kept me on the line for two hours. <laughs>
2: okay. I mean, you're not skipping through the commercials.
3: Oh, I am, and matches now too.
2: Wow. Well, I mean, hey, I can't blame you with some of them. I mean, you had J.W. Wait, do you think what we do next week? Oh boy, wait, just wait, <laughs> boy. We're, we're, let me tell you. Here's a spoiler alert. If you think we've never mailed it in, wait till next week. <laughs> I got a feeling though we'll have a lot to talk about because Harper hasn't been on in a while. So I hope if the so. if the wrestling ain't good, don't worry, Harper will be there and we'll we'll he we'll get into be. some with some things. So, but um, who uh, I'm gonna it, give Doc.
3: this a straight up old fashioned D
2: because of Southern wrestling, I could never go that low. Well, I can say never. I've I haven't gone but. I just go C minus man, but I'm grading it on a curve. <laughs> it's on a curve. You know, what look, look, when you got JW Storm versus James Solomon, what the hell is that? Trucker Norman and the freaking Juicer? Yeah. What? The top 10s, the same damn ones from 3 weeks ago. What the piss? Come on paulie and in freaking Gordon doing what I Dollar what I General freaking Saturday Night Live
3: is that somehow you've talked me into doing another one of these right after this one. That you was know how your, bad of
2: go ahead that was your idea. You know
3: how bad of a mood I'm going to be in when we're done. I'm going to go out there and beat the children or something. I don't know.
2: I didn't want to do that. You did. You wanted to do a back-to-back tonight. I was like, all right, bro, let's go. Because
3: we still have a habit to do so that we can have our spring breaks.
2: That's yeah, true, too. But, you know, hey. Okay, so uh, real quick. And, and before- it's not
3: that, hey, we'll sit through crappy wrestling and joke and yuck it up to have fun and provide the content and, 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 the, and the fellowship with our people. But, man, we're asking a lot of ourselves to do three <laughs> shows in four days of this bullshit.
2: Well Halloween havoc is is not that is is good, so that's that's the capper of this, but I'm with you man it's it just again, they're slaughtering like our baby here, and there's no other way to put it and that's that's the disappointing thing. Jim heard like Missy Hyatt said, I'm not interested in his revisionist history. I'm just not. I don't care who tries to sell it that way, like oh, we should listen to him. I don't want to... It's not that I want to harm him in any way. I just don't want to hear what he's got to say. I see what I'm watching here weekly. No, I don't want to... I don't care what Jim Hurd says about this era back then. I don't. And on that note, I do want to remind you all, please check out our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn, the northern version of BTT. Slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still fun nonetheless. They support us, and please support them. And they are longtime friends of this show and supporters been plugging us for years. And then check out the Bottom Line cast with Mike Prue and JV as they cover the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. And Austin, it appears, I saw a clip today that he, I haven't watched Raw in forever. And I guess he is wrestling Kevin Owens at Mania. I don't know, but hey, I'm in it. If that's what they're doing, it's Owens and Austin and I enjoy watching both of them wrestle. So I guess I'll be watching that. Anyway, um, check out the bottom line cast with Mike Prue and JV, and they also handle the ECW show over on our Patreon feed. Doc, that's all I got. I tell you what, Bubba, I gotta drain the main vein before this next show. So how about you hit the tagline and we get out of here and uh, we can pick back up shortly.
3: Look <sighs> it, bitch.